It's September, and at the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church in St. Kitts, we present September, September to, to remember. remember. We take time out to talk family, marriage, relationships, and just being real. Join us now for the full length of one of the messages in the theme, Makeover to Forever. Say that again. Make over to forever. And you can, as you can see on the stage, we have a next setting for this week. Amen. And so we want to put our hands together for the organizers. Amen. <laughs> Sister Stacy and her team for this. And, and, and this week we have exercise. So we're making over from this to that. Right? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. And we thank God. Amen. They're coming up with this stuff on their own, according to the team. Bless the name of Jesus. And we give God thanks for creative people in the house. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, um, as we, um, we spoke about last time, make over, we're not only looking at what we see here, which is the physical but we are looking at a change in our mental state of what we thought or we think that love and marriage ought to be. I think we, some of us have some wrong concepts, and so we want to correct that. And that is where the makeover comes in. Because when you hear makeover, you hear remodeling, renovation, restoration. Last week we had a house, you know, <clears throat> When you see you renovate a house, you can paint it over, change the color, you know, make it look fresh. And so this week, see what we have? Makeover. The before and the after picture. Makeup does a lot. Amen? Right. Oh, Lord Jesus. Somebody said the blood. Amen. We are waiting for some breaking news. Oh, we um, thank, we, we want to um, welcome also Miss Mary. Miss Mary say Amen. Miss Griffin say hallelujah. Hallelujah to what? Somebody said the, the blood. blood. <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So We're going to pay. You ready? So are you ready? Are you ready for um, today? Just make sure that you get yourself ready prepared. We are going to um, continue um, today. And so we give God thanks and praise. Amen. I was waiting for my breaking news, but I see Mr. Breaking news ain't breaking. Yeah. Just waiting for the breaking news. Okay, while we, while we wait, um, turn to your scripture. So we're waiting. Um, Genesis chapter 1. 
Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. Genesis chapter, <laughs> Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. And it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, what? Male and female, he created them. So what did he create? Male and? He created what? He created what? Male and female. All right. Created he them. Okay, so today we are going to start off. If we could get this slide. We're going into the University of Life. Are we supposed to play a video, the breaking news? Is it coming or not? We're waiting on the breaking news. Coming or, or, and we will, or coming we will and continue. <laughs> coming and later. <laughs> One thing, it will be here. Oh, oh that's it? Oh, oh, okay. Nice that Pastor Pam. Your Honor, the Bible says in Matthew 7 and 15, beware mm -hmm. of false prophets coming to you in sheep clothing, but within they inwardly they are ravening wolves. This man <laughs> led me to believe that when he said he loved me, he really loved me. This man led me to believe that when he asked me for his hand in marriage, it was going to last forever. This man led me to believe, Your Honor, that he told me everything about himself. Let the church say amen. The woman said, this man led her to believe. Okay, so let's work on that man. Let us work on that man and that woman. Amen? Okay, so we're going to start off looking at our, if you will see on this slide when it comes up, we're looking at the, last week we dealt with history. Today we will be looking at the University of Life. University of Life. So that is going to be um, where we are going to continue today. Last week we looked at history. Now we are going to look at the University of Life. Okay, so to begin we are going to look at differences. We already read the scripture verse. Do you remember what it says? What did, what did God create? He created a male... And a female. Differences. He created a male and a female. 
Your partner is not you. So we're going to look at differences. And differences play a very important and huge part in a relationship. Because you is not the other one and the other one is not you. Your partner is not you. So you have to learn. So the question is how do you learn to adjust to the differences in your partner without losing who you are? Okay? Next is how do you learn to appreciate another person's uniqueness? Because the other person is not you. How can you learn to live with a person who is so different from you? Okay, so differences that plays a huge part in a relationship. The next scripture verse that we have before us is Ephesians chapter 4. And verse 2, it says, with all humility, forsaking what? Self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control with patience, bearing with one another in unselfish love. Okay? Ephesians 4 and verse 2. So the word of God is telling us we are to have what? Patience. And we are to bear with one another in unselfish love. Okay? So your differences run deep. Your differences run deep from physical, which is the gender, what we say God created, what? Male and female. Our family background, the culture, your education to our training are different. And so you have these differences coming to become one. Do you understand? So you have your physical, so it's a male and a female. It's different. When you look on the outer, you can see the difference between a male and a female. Right? Then you have the family background, how that person was brought up. And then you have the culture, the education, as well as training. So there are many physical differences in a man and woman of which you might be aware besides the obvious. Okay, which is the obvious. As I say, when you look at a man and a woman, you can see the difference. Okay? Um, so normally we would encourage, and I would encourage couples, people to read. When you're in school and you're, you're studying to become whatever, you do a lot of reading. So how is it you want to get married and you're not reading about what is the makeup of a man? Or what is the makeup of a woman? It will help you. We have Google now. Some of us don't like, well, some are you, because I love to read. Don't like to hold the book. But you can Google a lot of stuff now on your phone. Take up the phone. You say you want to be in a relationship. Find out what goes on with a woman. Find out what goes on with a man. The makeup. It will help a lot. It will help a lot. Now, as we say, um, besides the obvious, which is the physical, the outer, what we can see, a man usually will have a higher metabolism than a woman. And so man... 
When your wife is not losing the weight as fast as you, you, don't, you have to know what to say. There is a reason for that. Your metabolism is faster, so you might lose the weight faster than she. Now, this is general. Eh? There are always some um, exception to the rules. But in general, you know, or she might not be able to keep it off. There is a reason for that. You don't just talk down on her, oh, you're just you're getting fat. And you see she's dieting, doing the exercise, and yet nothing. And you, you talk her down. There is a reason you need to read and you need to know. A man's body weight is 40% muscle, while a woman's body weight is 23% muscle. So, of course, we all know when you look at a man and a woman, you could, unless she goes to the gym and pump up those muscles, Right? The man is generally stronger than the woman. Okay? A man's heart beats on average of 72 beats per minute. A woman's heart beats on average of 80 beats per minute. So her heart beats faster so she gets scared quicker or easier. Hello? All of this you can research for yourself. And it will help you the differences. And that's just the physical between male and female. We ain't gone to the background yet. No culture, no education, no nothing else. That's just being male and female. Put back up my, my, my picture, please. Thank you very much. You see there? You have, you see the difference? You can see which one is the male and which one is the female, ain't it? The man chest is brother. The woman pelvis is brother. Why? Because she's going to carry. Man ain't carrying nothing. And all these things. And so I'm not going to go any much further. Homework, go and read about it. Okay? I give you the start. You go and research for yourself. The difference go as deep as the physical. Male and female. The word of God tell you he created male and he created female. You're all different. So you all do things differently. Don't expect your partner to be you. Man, you did not marry a man. So you cannot um, expect her to think like a man. Woman, you did not marry a woman. You married a male. So you cannot expect him to think like a woman. Okay? Yep. Amen. So let's look at First Peter chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, ye husband, likewise, you're going to have to look. It's not on your slide. Um, dwell according, it says, dwelling according to knowledge as with a weaker vessel with what is the female opportunity or whatever you were looking at. But it's talking about the area of dwelling. That's the word I really want to look at. Um, dwelling with them according to knowledge. According to what? knowledge. Um, in this whole um, series, are, I think in when we um, did the counseling session, we named it, named it getting to know her or him, right? Um, this is very important, getting to know each other. Um, and so it takes time to know somebody, dwelling According to knowledge, somebody said knowledge is going to be important that we look at this. That is why 
we actually, as I said, dub named it university because university is an institution of what? Learning. Um, institution of what? Learning. The day you stop learning, um, you already start to die because you learn every day. And in a relationship, no matter what it is, and, you know, people may think, you know, when we talk about these things, you may be, some people think it is just a, a, a lovey relationship, husband and wife, wife and girlfriend. Relationships is needed in life. Let me just give you this um, and understand. When God created um, Adam, he saw that, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. What was really going on with Adam? Uh, what was really going on? Because he didn't have a compatible mate or someone. The animals were there. He was doing his assignment, doing whatever. But a man can't really have a, a wonderful conversation. It was not just about sex, you know. Because pause a while here. Because a lot of people think is is you know that with companionship that all it was is was about sex. No, there was did look in terms of. When you look at Adam, um, he was the only one that stimulated his own intelligence. Nobody else there was, was really stimulating his intelligence. And that is why God had to create a compatible um, companion to uh, help me to stimulate, to get the, 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 you know, to be a partner in the vision. Okay, and I, 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 I want to I wanna say this because it's important. Knowledge is going to be important. So that is why you have to do your research. And not only that, um, we have to be very careful with, with the word love. Love is very broad. Sorry, you can love anybody. But according to knowledge, you can't live with everybody. Wow. I said I could love, respect, like everybody. But according to knowledge, according to what I know about you, what I observe about you, me and you can't be in a relationship. This is deep enough. Because you see, according to love, we love what we see. We love the ear. We love the eyes. We love the face. We love what, you know, the things that attract us to um, you know, one another. And this, this is, this, yes, the attraction is important, but knowledge, the next thing that comes after this is, is knowledge. Because at the end of the day, I come now and I like you because the first interaction, I see you, I like you. No, no, genuinely, I just love to see that, that girl. You know, she's wonderful. You know, for example, when I saw Capacity the first time, as I shared um, in, in, in church, that's where we were, in church, and I saw, I said, wow, the girl looked nice, boy. You know, woo. But suppose then when, I, you know, we, we met several times, her attitude was stink and not good at all. She would not have been here. It would have been, oh, well, maybe I'll meet somebody looking like her next time with a better attitude. You see what I'm talking about? You, you, you don't force things when you get knowledge. And, 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 and that is why it's important for us to see these things. Let's go. Because uh, let me see where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, there is Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 12. And we're going to go back right there. It says, for wisdom is the defense. Listen here. Wisdom is a defense. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 12. Wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. Hello? 
but the excellency of wisdom is hello that wisdom giveth life to them that have it you I talk about here so wisdom wisdom and knowledge the excellency of knowledge is let's go down to another one because this is this is important people got to get this it says um, Isaiah 33 and verse 6 say, and wisdom and knowledge shall be a stability of the times and strength of salvation you know what it is wisdom and knowledge okay so um, we want to we want to present the the facts here for us because a lot of people base a lot of things on love and infatuation and all these kind of lovely words out there and you know I love you and I love you but the point is it we got to understand that many times and you're going to see it later on in a in 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 something that I we put in our slide that came from Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, because, you know, sometimes we've got to learn from those who have gone, um, you know, ahead of us. And he's speaking concerning the difference. Um, you know, somebody, well, I think what her name is, um, asked the question, what love has to do with it? Tina Turner. She used to get some really good blows. Oh, Lord. And the girl had such a nice voice, well, had such a nice voice and all the different stuff and she had to sing, you know, what love has to do with it. And you see, when you look at it, she was singing from her experience. Mean being in an abusive um, relationship. Okay, let's move on. So knowledge. Very much important. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Go and ahead. so we go back to um, indifferences. Let's just finish up with that. So I will encourage you to read on read up knowledge as as the word of god says deal with them according to knowledge and so when you know you know how to act and how to deal with and so um even as we were looking at differences we also saw that the differences go with your family background um two people coming together that will play a role in the marriage how they were brought up um we have culture that will play a role in the marriage. Now, you might say, well, two of us come from St. Kitts. But as I've learned, um, if you live in country, Sandy Point, um, they're kind of different to those who live in Bastia or who live on this other side. Right? And so you still have, even though you come from the same country, you still have differences because the, the, the villages act different. Okay? Now, even if you say we come from the same country, you were not brought up in the same home. No. Different standards. So, you, how your mother used to do things is not how my mother used to do things. What you saw there is not what happened over here. And so, all of that comes in. And so, you have these differences coming together. How do you deal? So, that is why it is important to learn and to know who you're getting involved with. It's just not about the lovey lovey and they look good. You, there needs to be some very important discussion going on so you can know where the person is coming from, what they're thinking, what they have been taught. We, we saw training, education. Now that's the next thing. 
education. Talk, talk the thing. We okay. have seen in our years of counseling, education plays a very important role in there. You know, you might have some, I, don't, I, I want to be nice. You have some that don't have it much in wise of education, coming together with one that has a lot. Um, you might think, oh, they love, but somewhere in between your insecurity steps in and all these different things, even though they might say in front of us, yes, I can handle it, I don't feel any way, and we're not touching about finance, because of course, the one that most of the times that has the education is bringing in most of the monies, right? And so the other party... Sometimes. Yes, yeah. the other party that is not so, you know, have it that much, would say they does not have a problem. Until they say, I do, then it becomes a problem. And we have seen that. They can't handle it. What happened? Because um, many times they can't blend in and keep up a conversation with their peers. Um, when they go out um, for dinners and they are talking their level, rather than <laughs> kind of maintain a quiet demeanor, and say less, you try to say more and then you embarrass yourself and the other person. And sometimes you could feel very much insecure because your friends are not on that level. Okay? Um, and, and, and that is, you, you have to understand when you go into relationship, it, you, you have to ask yourself, are you going fishing, deep sea fishing, or are you going diving? And I'm, I'm talking about going down to the bottom of, of the sea. Way down. And you have to be very, very careful of uh, when you have to go too far down to rescue people. And that, that is why you hear people talk about, you know, I, I went in and, and there's a lot of sacrifice. I, you know, when I met you, I had to clean you up, I had to do all kinds of present you. And then at the end now, you end up, don't have the person because really and truly, um, you and them didn't really have a connection because they appreciate maybe that you help them out. But can you and them see together, are you going the same way? Because what happened, you, you're afraid, listen, and I'm not talking about areas but you're afraid of certain places um, to lime, but that's the liming spot. You won't park your car. <laughs> Come on. You, you, you don't want your friends to see you by that kind of place and cross the road there and whatever, but that is that person's liming spot. They're amongst these people, and I'm going to call no names or uh, street or whatever because, you know, we, we understand... We are, we are saying it, you understand me? But um, we, we have to understand these areas in this. It's, it's, it's like this. It's either we're going to totally ignore where the lime, um, to, it, totally ignore, it's not a problem to you. Um, you know, coming home, morning, <clears throat> um, all these other stuff. And, and you know, you may, you may be looking at this and saying, well, Bishop, why are we saying this? And we're in a church. Remember, when we are out there, we're not just talking on Facebook. We're not just talking to church people, you know. And there are people out there now who will get married and then come to church. They don't make the, they don't make the problem and then come into the church to fix it. 
Because they think that when they come in the church, automatically Jesus paid it all, all to him we owe, and he's going to fix everything. But there's some things that are already permanently damaged. And we got to be careful with these things. It's the same way when we, um, even that's why you see sometimes you may think, well, sometimes family may be rude and, you know, crude about certain things and going on where they're telling you not them, not, no, you, no, no, bring them up in here. They, they don't even have table manners. And that is why you see when people have status, um, and they're, they're, you know, you reach a point where you're nearly independent. You have now become, um, you know, more balanced in life. It's very difficult. It's not that you can't find people, you know. You're, you're very difficult for you to find somebody who genuinely loves you. Because first of all, how you know they don't love you for the house that you have on the hill? How do you know, you know, that they, they love you because of, of the status and the car you drive? And just because they want to be with you, but they don't genuinely love you. Is what they can get. And so that's why you see a lot of independent women and independent men who have reached a certain age in life. And they cannot find, they cannot find somebody because they're afraid that people are just coming into their lives for what they can get from the person. And you have seen it and you have heard of many stories. They come in and they, they, they want to plot to kill the person, poison them, do all kind of stuff. And then when they're done now, they have their fantasy fantastic other person that they had the eye on long time to move in the people's house. And so we have to be very careful. Yes, we're in the church and we have to now look at the church um, aspect. That is why when we talk about knowledge, when we talk about, we dealt with some things on, on um, Wednesday, we have to be very careful how we move into this area when it talks about looking at the differences is going to be um, important. Um, let, let me go over this again. And I have seen this. We have seen this. Um, also, when we deal with differences, um, sometimes we are going into relationship with people that we know is going to be a, a, a blockage. Young men come to us and say, you know, we see them and they say, okay, okay, you're going with somebody. Um, and we ask about, okay, how many children did, when the last child, did you tie off? Yes. You ain't had a problem with it. But you, you ain't have no child as a young man. And you're going with somebody who ain't going to have no more? What is that? They ain't want no more. They ain't going down that road. So you're, you, from the beginning, you're hurting yourself. And I am, we are talking, we are talking about differences. All of these things tie in with the differences. Not about color and who here straight from who we are coffee and them kind of things there. Because we could iron them out. It's about deep things, standards and values. Where do you want to go? How do you live your life? Who are your friends? A man is known by the company they keep. We say we heard that all the time. And so we have to ask questions. Where are you going in life? What do you want? You want a hundred children, not me. No, 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 no. You got to know. You had. We have to ask the question. Well, how much children you want? You, you, you want. You want three thousand. Ain't gonna happen with me. You understand me? Ain't gonna happen. It means that our value system is either uh, either we're gonna come in an area of compromise, and uh, you know, you you we, we say okay, you wanted fifteen, and we end up got you know seven. At least we nearly reach halfway. 
Otherwise, you know what's going to happen with that? If you don't deal with the issue of that difference of belief and system, that person will go outside and get the other, the other um, how much? Eight? The other eight with somebody else. And make it up. <laughs> Since you, you only give me seven, oh, I'm going outside, I'll get the other eight. And you home as miserable as possible because what, and, and miserable, frustrated. But what is going on? Because within their own psyche, within themselves, because father had 32. And so we had to carry on the legacy and the, in their head. Somebody tell them, if you don't get them loaded children there, you're not like your father and you're not the buck of the village. And you better be very careful what society teaches um, men and ladies. Eh? Some, some society telling some ladies, somebody, you, you know, you, you can't have one man in this, um, this area. You have multiple bills and you have, have to have multiple men. A man for every bill. Um, hello, hello. Listen to them out there, you know. They got a man for the cable, they got a man for the car note, a man for this, and a man for that, and a man for this. Uh, uh, you understand me? But when, when we, when, no, no, listen now. Listen now. No, no. But these are the people come now. When they look now, we, such was some of us, they come in the church and they get saved. And this is where God has to strip us from these things. You can't, you can't be having that kind of lifestyle and thinking in your head. You need to be deprogrammed. You see, what, what is happening is that the church has its head in the sand and going on as though that we are not living in real issues and real times. Because we ain't doing it. We think that everybody, that is not, oh, you know, because I'm, and some of us pretending, as, you know, uh, not me. I wasn't like that. You liar. I said liar. You understand me? You know, you know you had several of those. You understand me? Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord Jesus. I say September to remember. If the condoms could only talk, you would have tell you. I can see my dog. Well, well, well. All right. I put on the mic. And so differences, my people, play a very important part in the relationship. And so our advice to you all is when you're getting in there, find out. Be inquisitive. Don't just swallow and accept anything. Find out for yourself. You have to, because remember, when you say I do, um, we say we're doing it forever. And you're attaching yourself to somebody. And when you say I do, this attaching, you might think divorce is just an easy thing. It is, it is not. It is not. Because the two, the Bible said the two shall become one. So when you want to separate that to becoming one is there's going to be pain and hurt. And so to avoid and such people get into these things and live in hell on earth. Hell on earth. And so you want to avoid these things. And we want to help you to avoid these things. Yeah, so you, take and, heed. And you know what they said, the the um the counselors or the assessment of uh, this thing of hell on earth, he says that is what uh, bad marriages, you know. 
a bad marriage is already, you're already in hell, but you're on earth. That is what it is. And, and, and um, that is why differences is going to be important. And let me, let me say this. We have to go back to the point of stability in our feelings, our emotions, and ourselves. And I want to say this. If you are emotionally unstable, relationship is not for you right now. So if you just came out of a relationship, if there's some things about your life that you're not um, confident about, because all are, and I'm, I'm talking on the behalf of a, of a man, all of a, a male has to do is to find your weakness, find the spot where you're vulnerable, and work on it. If you lack appreciation, they, they start to appreciate you, give you the right words. Hello? If you, if you lack affection, they, they do that. They charm you. That's why, we, you know, we always round the corner. We always calling. And you're wondering, after we don't get you, you wonder, where's the man who was calling so often? Because, you see, when you let me, let me tell you something. Remember, a man is a hunter. You got to get this one. A man, <laughs> a man is a hunter. Do you understand me? Listen, listen, hello. But when you look at a woman, a woman is more skillful in her hunting. Eh? You see, a man will run after anything. But a woman, she has her eyes, her eyes fixed on what she wants. And, and, and the only thing when, the only way a man gets through to um, de deceive a woman is when she's off balance, when she's not um, focused, when, when her when instability um, goes on, and then that's what happens. But let me tell you something. If a woman stays focused on what she wants, she will get the man that she deserves. Let, let, let me get, let, let me get, a woman don't go far. Let me tell you something. Most, most men looking at just one aspect of things but when a woman is looking for a man he's looking for a husband looking for a father of the children looking for somebody sustainer they're looking long term they're not just looking just here and there. let me let me say that. the real woman them not some of them one day who looking for people to pay bills because that's not no if you're looking for people to pay bills you're looking for a man with long pockets you're looking for somebody that, that is, um, you know, kind of have it so that you could get some money from them. So these are different types of women we have out there. But the real virtuous woman is looking for somebody who that they can spend the rest of their lives with. But a man is a hunter. Don't, don't take it away from a man. No. Let me tell you something. If a man really wants something, he will hunt and hunt and hunt. And I will say to you as ladies, keep a man hunting. Keep him busy. Don't ever expose all of you one time to a man. Keep him going, still searching. You married 20 years, oh God, shock him in bed. Woo! Girl, where you get that from? Where you... You know, you know, you you make me knees shaking. You understand me? 
I'm, 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 I don't even remember my name now. You understand? I'm kind of. But the day, the day there's no spice, there's the day become bored, a man loses interest in, in whatever. And remember, a man is a hunter. And so if a man is not hunting, and listen to this, don't let a man fool you and go in and that. If a man ain't hunting you, he's hunting something else. If a man is not hunting you, he's hunting something else. Or somebody else. Or, or they're hunting their own self. <laughs> let me come after that one. Anyway, let's go. Um, okay, so a man is a hunter. That's generally a man is a hunter. Okay, good. So let's move on to... Where we want to. There are three trouble, um, troubleshoot areas in a marriage. Let's go to this. Um, go ahead. Three troubleshoot areas. Okay, so we're going to look at the troubleshoot areas. Uh, misunderstandings are often the result of our differences. Go ahead. You hear that? Misunderstandings, let me repeat, are often the result of our differences. Now, there are three main troubleshoot areas in a marriage. And the order differs according to the gender. Whether it's a male or a female, this order changes. I think I put it in the female order. Yeah, that's female order. Yes. Yeah. Communication, finance, and sex. Number one for Those female. Those are the troubleshoot areas Communication. for the lady in this order. Mm -hmm. Communication, finance, and then sex. Now, for the man, you can imagine it's... Sex. Side. Finance and then communication. No, we didn't put communication yet. We try it loading, it loading. <laughs> communication is loaded. They reach it. Yeah, but normally it is it is sex, finance, and um, communication. Okay, so we're gonna start with um, communication, and we're gonna deal with that one today. So, communication, it is the transfer of information from one person to another. Now, remember we said differences play a role in this. How you were brought up, your culture, your education, your training, all of that will tell you how you will communicate. I have a little um, thing there. You have the sender and you have the receiver. You have the message and there's a feedback. Now, the feedback tells you whether your message was received correctly or was understood. Mm -hmm. Okay? According to the feedback. According to the feedback, you know, if the receiver understood your message. Or misinterpret. Or misinterpret. Mm -hmm. And that is where now you'll be talking about communication. Yeah. So there's a sender, there's a receiver, and there's the message that the sender is sending to the receiver. And the receiver would give the feedback to the sender. Okay. Now, if the feedback does not, I think Babe has something. What do you say? Something Peter Pat, something. Oh, oh, cabbage, something, something. So, you know, um, sometimes, yeah, there's the old time saying, I don't remember how we go. Good morning, Peter, cabbage, ma'am. Right. That is it. Good morning, Peter, cabbage, ma'am. Yeah, that's a that's an old um, saying concerning um, the way that people misinterpret um, things because um, you said good morning and the, the next response should be good morning, but then you say cabbage ma'am. Um, it means that you totally didn't even hear what the other person said. Right. Um, you just was focused on what you want. And so what you want, 
<laughs> maybe you wanted cabbage, so. Um, and, but in, in communication, it's not about what I want. It's about the message that I, I'm trying to convey um, and making sure that it's delivered. And how I know it delivered is by the response that the person um, gets back. That is why sometimes, you know, in all this technology, sometimes you send somebody some information, and the way that they respond to you, you know definitely they didn't get it. That's not what you wanted to say. And so that's why you have to now go to the point of clarification or finding out how we're going to deal with. This is where anytime you have a difference, then you have now what you've got to call, you have to go to resolve the difference or the conflict. Because remember, differences, the way we get them resolved in conflicts. And conflicts don't mean that you don't love each other, you don't have a relationship. It is just natural that any human being, any relationship, anybody, church, whoever, whatever, will have times where we will have a misunderstanding. You're a human being, yeah. you will have misunderstandings. Yeah. You, you even don't have misunderstanding with your own self. Anybody have misunderstanding with their own self? Yeah. You forget, yeah, you, 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 sometimes you have to call yourself into a meeting and say, hey, come here. <laughs> you, me and you're going to have a talk today, you understand me? You know, sometimes you have, you, even within your own self, you misplace things, it's, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, and <laughs> you, wait, nobody ever, ever call yourself into a meeting? Um, Michael Jackson said it in his song, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. And, and he's asking him to change his ways. Now, something you have to talk to the man in the mirror, and the man in the mirror is you. Something you have to really have a meeting with yourself. Yes, you have to have a meeting with yourself and say, look, uh -uh, we ain't going on the right road. You need to change. You need to you know, improve and different stuff. That's, you see, if you really judge yourself and really pull yourself in, you don't need a lot of people to really come and tell you that you ain't going on the right road, you know. If you judge yourself. Okay? All right, and so um, we will continue. So communication is to love what blood is to life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you cannot have a marriage, you cannot have a relationship if you're not communicating or everything dead. Without blood, you do not have life. And so without communication, I don't think you have a relationship. Because in order to get into the relationship, you, you had, had to, to communicate. I don't think you yep. went and bat your eyes and did not say anything. No. And the person just responded to you and mm -hmm. all, you all get in. Mm -hmm. Things had to be exchanged, words, right? And so you can't stop communicating when you get in. So communication is very much important in a marriage, in a relationship. Even though it is on the bottom of the list for the man, you have to communicate. Amen? Why is it is on the bottom? And I have to defend the men here. It's not really at the bottom, you know. It's at the bottom. It's at the top, you know. But it's at the top of the bottom. You understand? <laughs> In other words, I want to say to you, it's not really that men don't want to communicate. It's just that men communicate differently. And a lot of times is that men communicate communicate internally, where what that is what they call that the area of the cave. Men go into their own cocoon and their own caves and they think things through. That is why many times 
when a, when a man when you when when a man come to say something or something, the woman will say, you know, like a capacity will say to me, you know, baby, you ain't tell me. I said, yes, I told you, and really and truly is that I did not tell her, but I actually had that conversation with her in my cave, in meaning in me head. No, serious. A lot of men communicate in their heads. It's not that you don't communicate. It's that sometimes we, because we are, we are thinkers and we, you know, someday we want to solve the problem. And that's the problem. Some, well, that's a, a difficulty some women are having because we are trying to solve the problem, but we are not communicating how we're getting through. And the woman can't go in our head to, 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 to scan out the answer. And I'm talking from my point of view. And so sometimes what I have to do is that I have to say twice. Once in my head, and secondly, verbally. So you have to have that conversation twice. If for the message to be delivered, a man has to have the conversation twice. If you did it once, you ain't telling the woman nothing. You had it in your head. A, a difficulty in the home, first thing a man gonna do, think how we gonna solve it. And the woman right there, and I wondering, well, what going on? What going on? And, and you, how do you know, ladies... When you talk to him, what, 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 what is his response? I'm walking on it. That is how you know that he's thinking and he's up here in his head. I'm walking on it. Even though someday he put a finger to it. But we're thinking. We're thinking how we're going to walk it out. But I want to say this to, um, to, to men. Um, and, you know, really want to speak to us. The, the ladies are not there just for, uh, for a pretty look. There, there's a help meet. And sometimes the, all the ladies want and all the, the wives want or whoever, the, you know, in your, your life, um, all they the need is for you to provide the vision, to provide the leadership. Sometimes the lady doesn't know how we're going to work it out, you know? Yes. She doesn't know, you know, all she wants. You don't want you to, to be a superhero. All she wants, let us do it. Yes, the input she wants. So she wants to be a part of the solution, not you just bring this thing and stamp it approved. No, she wants to be a part of the dialogue. That and let me it. tell you something. I have learned that the hard way because me and the cave, I had to lock the door. At one time, I had to chain it up, do everything. Tell the bats them in there, I ain't coming back. For, you ain't going to see me for a while. And I had to know how to have the conversation with my wife. Let's talk about it. How we don't get this thing done? Me in the cave in there. Months in the cave. And she out there wondering, what, what, why not? Where, where he be? Me in the cave. And, and, and I'm going to say this. Remember that book? I don't know where we have it. Men, men, men are from Mars and, and women from Venus. Um, if you could get your hand on, on that book, ladies or men, um, please. And what we, we, have, we have done, we have... When we normally kind of give um, the, ma the, 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 the man to read and then we, we, we switch, switch it so that they can get the information. If you can get your hand on any material with those books, it is really, really life-changing. You can even get it on your phone, Kindle and all them kind of stuff. So please do that. You know why? You're preparing. Nobody, and I don't think, let me be honest, I don't really think, unless you have a problem, I don't think nobody's going to enter into a relationship to want to fail and to hurt people. But lack of information, lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed because... The lack 
we don't know. And let me just tell you something. You, you know why I'm saying this? Because people look at people and think, oh, you know, you are celebrating all kind of years and celebrating, you know, 20 years and celebrating all kind of years. Let me tell you something. You have to understand it's 20 years or whatever years of trying to work at it. <clears throat> because I could tell you, without the knowledge, without the thing, I don't even think that we would have last 10 years. And it's not because, well, I don't love her and, you know, she don't love me. It's because I did not have the knowledge to go with all this love and all this other stuff. I did not really know her. She did not really know me. Oh, Lord of mercy. See, somebody, somebody watching us like, Bishop, what are you talking about? Let me move on. Okay, we are now at um, things, so let's go. Communication. Okay, so every message has three components. You have the content, mm -hmm. what you want to say, the tone, that is very much important. And the content is what, 7%? 7%. Uh -huh. see them up there. Yep. And then you have the nonverbal. Nonverbal, which is your facial expression, your body language, speaks a lot. All right, so all of that plays in... The communication, your posture, your actions, your facial expression, those are nonverbal. So, so somebody say, somebody say, me say nothing. You, you said something. Yes, you did. So I'm speaking, my hand is moving. Mm. That's the nonverbal, right? Um, even um, in communication, as I said, the content, see how low the percentage is? Tone is very much important. It's even higher. The tone, how you say what you want to say. Depending on how you say what you want to say, the person is going to receive it in a way. So if you use your tone is harsh, before they get to the content, because your tone is harsh, they don't put up a defense. And so what you say, the content will not be received because the tone just covered that up. Right? So if if so that's why we say um, you know, in conflict, we're not dealing with conflict, but it's communication. You have to know how to communicate. Um, Bishop always said there are times for you, especially if there's um, important things that you want to discuss, there are times for that. Not when the man women, not when he just come in from work, you you're down his throat. No. He is not going to, he needs to get rid of what went on for the day, whatever went down. You're not even telling him, how was your day, honey? You okay, honey? You don't dung his throat because there's, a, there's something you need to discuss. When that can wait, and then you just make things worse. And then you want to, and um, then you find out but how we end up here. Because you were not patient. Because you, you were too quick. Right? Yes, you want to talk. Yes, there's this thing that needs to be discussed. But there are times for this. Not when he just comes in the door. You don't know if somebody just do whatever to him out there. And so he's on, on a high of whatever. No. And you just come adding to that. He's going to explode. And then you want to know where that come from. So there's always time. Time, you need to pick your time for when you need to speak things. Even though it's um, serious things. And, um, you know, Bishop talked about the safe harbor when we can speak freely 
about how you feel about things and, and these things. There must be a time when you set that apart, when you say, come in, let us speak. How are things going? And the person can be honest. And you cannot get vexed because the person feels a certain way. That is how they feel now. And, and can, can I say this? You cannot have a safe harbor with someone that is an enemy. I can go over that one more time. You cannot have a safe harbor in enemy's territory. It ain't gonna work. So before we're trying to solve problem, that's what happened in many marriages and relationships. We are trying to solve the problem, but we are in enemy territories. There must be a peace treaty. There must, there must be a ceasefire before we can discuss the matter otherwise. And we have seen it over the period of time. That is why I told you on Wednesday um, that when we had the For Life Center, we used to have um, you know, people come in, the Arcade for people, and the first thing we spend, the, I remember the historic one I had was about eight hours, nearly all day. I tell you something, nearly all day I in there with them. I tell you, we feel like a ice his lolly or something pop with me for the AC running and they in the arguing all day, arguing all day, arguing all day. And I'm like, okay, wow. Um, because really and truly, you can't resolve nothing in an atmosphere like that because you want each other want to get at each other. It's, and what is going on when people have that attitude, they're in it to win. I must win. And let me tell you something. Whenever you want to resolve and you have this winning attitude, it ain't gonna work. Because in resolving, there must be compromise. You're, yeah, you can't, but I, I got to win. No, you cannot win. And so this is gonna be very important when we deal with it. Another thing, when um, I think we, look, go ahead. I think we're gonna deal with it when you come down to the other point. Go ahead. Okay, so words are very powerful. Um, let us look at. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, which says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Okay, so your, your, your words have power. So your words can be constructive or destructive. You see we have a lovely picture here. What do you think? Constructive versus destructive. Constructive words. <laughs> constructive words versus destructive. And this is you might laugh, but this is what happens. You know that when you 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 have to remember in your communication that you're speaking to the person you say you love. No matter what's going on with you, you don't allow your emotions to overtake you so much that you're angry. And what we say, if you're so angry, leave, leave the house, go take a walk, cool off, cool down, and when you're cool, you come back, and then you deal with whatever. Is that good? Rather than to stay there and you're all emotional and all angry and then you say things. Let me tell you, once they are out of your mouth, you cannot take them back. Once you say it, it's already said and the other person has heard it. 
And once you say it, you cannot take it back. And see constructive to destructive. And so you don't want that your spouse look like the one, you know, that ain't look healthy. And this is what we do. When you give words and you throw words and all these things, you're killing the relationship, you're killing the other person with your words. Right? And so we have to be very careful of how we say things. Remember the person you're speaking to is the one that you say you love. Please note, the differences will play a part in your communication. We said that before, but I want you to remember that. Things that we need to avoid in our communication. Especially if you say you love in your relationship, shouting, insulting, arguing to win, nobody winning. Let me tell you that. When you're arguing to win, nobody winning. Let me say about the insulting. Insulting is not just only saying things. But insulting behavior is also strooping your teeth. And let me tell you something. Nothing irritates a man like a woman who wants troop shit eat. It is very, very frustrating to a man, you know? You know, and, also, and this is why, you know, let me tell you something. That's why parents have to, have to sign a disclosure form or to let, um, you know, the, the person know that is a rude has. <coughs> she nice enough, but she, you know, a rude has. And he like to stroop teeth so that I could start dealing with you concerning that of strooping teeth. It is very, very frustrating. You know, you're talking to the person. Well, let me tell you something. That closed down the conversation. It closed down the conversation. What it tells the man, what you're, what you're going to say, whatever you were saying, ain't important. Me name must study you. In other words, you best you just say, shut up. And so it's very dangerous, very insulting behavior that's trooping the teeth. Always bursting into tears. Who do you think does that? Uh, um, doing all the talking without listening to the other side. That is that's, just... That's, that's, that's on the men. Men want to do a lot of talking. Sometimes. Majority, men Be are guilty of that. Always keeping quiet and refusing to communicate. Who does that? Let me say it again. Always keeping quiet and refusing to communicate. Not all the time. Not all the time. That's, that's, that's going to be on both levels. But remember, these are things that we must avoid. So it's not about who does it and who ain't doing it. It's about we need to stop, stop it. it. Yeah, that's what we need to do. 
Avoid words like never and always, which confer a permanent negative verdict on the person. So some examples, you are always late. That is a permanent negative. You know what always mean? Always mean always, you Never know. on time. You mm. are never there when I need you. Oh, Lord. That's a permanent mm -mm. negative. You never do anything right. These are things to avoid. You don't say these things to the other person. Go ahead. Okay? Some examples of things not to say. I will slap you. <laughs> I will divorce you. Mean you threatening? Huh? And, and seriously, people stop using the word divorce or separation and stuff as a weapon um, because it's not nice. Because if you're living, and, and, and this is it, just, just check yourself. Imagine you're in a workplace, and every time you come to work, you, you, you know, now and again your boss is going to be saying, you know, uh, maybe tomorrow going to be your last, you know. You know what I mean? That is not a, a comforting environment at all. You don't feel, you, you're not going to put out your best because you don't even know if today is your last or whatever. It, it is always on your mind. So... If you're going to be in, an, in the institution, stop using the word. In other words, I think divorce, separation, all them kind of stuff there, I'm going to move out, should be um, deleted from our, uh, yes, and our memory. You are useless. I blame myself for marrying you. You call yourself a man? No, 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 that, that one day, deep enough, that, that one day you call yourself a, a man, that, that day, that day, that day go way down here, and so ladies refrain from going down the road, because a lot of times when we, when you have the, you, you touch the manhood, the core, and then sometimes that it comes out in a way that you push the man to do things to show you that, he's a, that he's a man. Okay? And so you don't want that. And you see, these are learned um, things. These are things that we learn from listening to people, from maybe um, even in the home, on the street. And these are things that we have to change. Go ahead. Bitch. Slut. Um, somebody will have to hang up the caller you know? yes. there's a caller coming into the line there somebody I yeah, yeah but, but those are the words that are not to be said and it, you know go ahead come back. I hate you can't you be like and then you name somebody so you're comparing. These are things that we are not to say. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, 29 says, Do not let unwell, unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, 
vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. These things are not a blessing. All right? So these are to be deleted from our vocabulary. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. So our speech ought to be what? Seasoned with salt, not pepper. And so communication, one that is very much important in a relationship. Now there's a huge difference between hearing and listening. I want to interject that before we move on. There's a huge difference between hearing and listening. In communication, you need to listen. Because you could just hear. We can hear something and you don't understand what it is. Everybody has hearing. But it takes a lot more to listen. Okay? It takes a lot more to listen. Your partner needs to know that when you speak, that you cherish them enough to listen to their heart. You listen to what they're saying. You love them enough. Even though it's a, um, a misunderstanding, you love them enough because you want it to be resolved. So you listen to what they're saying so you can understand. And in so doing, when you get the information, feedback, it can be most of the time it's a misunderstanding. That, darling, that's not what I meant. And it could be simple as that. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry, you misunderstood me. And you see how easy, whoops, everything just gone back down. So listening, not just hearing, listening, very much important. Okay, so marriage does not need love. And just listen to this. This is something that um, as I said earlier, Dr. Miles um, wrote, and I just want to, for us to put it out there for our thinking um, as we go along. Go ahead. A successful marriage has little to do with love. Love is not the qualification for marriage. Love is a dangerous thing. Love can make you think you can make it. Every divorced person was first in love with the person they divorce. So don't tell me love keeps you together. Go ahead, next slide. Love does not guarantee success in marriage. Love brings happiness, but doesn't bring what it takes to make marriage work. The only thing that makes marriage work is knowledge. You feel like you love someone, but you better get knowledge on how to live with them. And we are such a feeling culture that our insanity takes us to the altar, making commitments we know we can't keep. Marriage is not protected by love. Marriage is protected by knowledge. Miles Monroe. Wow. 
Hello. God says it all. You know, you, know, you know, something about this, right, is that over the period of time, and you look at these things now, you say, Lord, you know, I wish that I had these kind of materials and things earlier in, in, in life. You might have, did, you know, did things differently or you would have known how to love better. You understand me? And also having the knowledge, as we talk about the university, having the knowledge to deal with the person. Okay, we have an exercise that is going to be an in-class exercise, meaning those of you online and those of you also here, meaning you can do it now or later, but it's an in-class. So we are not going to give you to go home, but you will do it at home even. Um, it says here, yes, you can do it at home, meaning that there's some other stuff that you need to finish up. I'll give you the main points of the things that we need to talk about. So we're going to try and finish up. It says an agreement to overcome love busters. And you understand what we are talking about. The, 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 the affection and all the other stuff. The, the things that causes the love bubble to burst. And we are hearing a lot about bubbles now, especially with the coronavirus. And so he says, this agreement is made on this day and he has a date between. So it means that you have to have a discussion after now between husband and wife. And you put the husband name and wife name there. And this is agreement. This is a mutual agreement. And the husband and wife agree to avoid um, being the cause of each other's pain or discomfort by do what? protecting each other from these. Number one. Can you tell me what number one is? Selfish okay, selfish demands. What are selfish demands? Demanding the other to do something with implied... Um, threat or punishment if he or she refuses. So that is what we need to um, get rid of. Selfish demands dealing with any punishments or um, threats if the person does not do what you want them to do. Um, and remember again, we are not out there to make people remember differences. You're not changing the other person to become you. They must be in a relationship with you, but they must be um, not independent, but they must have their own individual um, characters and belief system. It's just that that is why when you are doing your approach, when you're knowing them, you try to find out now, is this a person I can take on the journey with me called life? The another one is disrespectful judgment, okay, or uh, disrespectful judgment. Um, we, it has here attempts to change the other person's attitude, and that's where we get attitude, beliefs, and behaviors by what? By trying to force his or her way of thinking through lectures, ridicule, threats, and by forceful means. You, 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 um, you all understanding that? So this is area of threatening and attempts to change. And it's so by any means necessary, you have to be. And I, no matter what I have to do, you're going to change. And imagine, you know, imagine that is coming from a husband 
to a wife. That is definitely going to mash up their whole system, um, their confidence and everything. No, uh, that is not how it's being done. That is called um, disrespectful um, judgment. How do you do these things? How do you get the person? That is why we have the other points coming up on the other side. So it says now anger outbursts. The uh, angry um, outburst, it says, is deliberate attempts to hurt the other by, um, because of anger. Because you're angry, you're, there's outbursts and different stuff like that. You say whatever come to your mind, come to your head, and even those things that ain't come. Yeah. Some people, they just say anything, you know, it just, they, they, they just lose it and they just allow the enemy just to take them over. That is not good. That is um, angry um, outbursts, right? Um, then we have dishonor. Dishonesty, sorry, is the, um, the failure to reveal to the, other, um, to the other correct information about emotional reaction, personal history, daily activities, and plans for the future. Let me go over that again. So dishonesty is not just the area what we think is maybe lying or whatever. It is a failure to reveal to the other correct information. And withholding of information, you know, because some people think, oh, I didn't tell a lie, but I withhold information. It is dishonesty. To tell part of the story is dishonesty. Oh, why, why did I do that? Because I really didn't want you to get hurt. But anyway, you're hurting the person by giving them half. And what happened is that when the person finds out that you gave them half of the story, it will definitely come across as a lie and it will affect trust. Y'all remember that word we had last week? Y'all remember trust? Okay, so trust is going to be destroyed because of areas of dishonesty. Number one, emotional reaction. You know, there are some people who are in a relationship never tell you what's hurting them. And, and this is why it's going to be important amongst in a relationship that each person find time to ask the question, darling, what hurting you? Am I doing the things that are necessary? We can't just be clocking the days and clocking the hour and, and the person in there hurting, miserable, and you ain't asking or even they're trying to communicate with you and you're not listening or you change for two days and then go back to your, yourself by the third. And that is not good. So let's go. Annoying behavior, which is got, annoying behavior is behavior repeatedly um, uh, without much thoughts or bother, um, well, much thought of what bother the other um, person. It is what? A behavior that is being repeated over and over again without even any change or anything. And it doesn't matter if it bother you, if it bother you, as some people they say you could go to, to go, go to the place. And you know what they say, Okay. Um, that is not good. That, and this is what it happens here. Num the other one is an independent um, behavior. Conduct of one spouse that ignores the interest and feeling of the other. How can you be in a relationship and all you're thinking about is yourself? 
that is selfish. And let me just say this. You see all these things here, and then people think, whoa, ah, you know, mm, oh God, she gone to a liar, and you know, oh, he gone to a liar to, 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 to write me. Um, these are things that has been there before your, before your eyes, but you've been ignoring them. Independent spirit. Imagine you're in a relationship, and I feel as though I'm on a journey by myself. So on paper, I have a contract from, you know, that the pastor gave me. I went down to the health center and we get a marriage certificate. And the marriage certificate says, it's the joining of this, this person and that person and the date and whatever. And we keep celebrating anniversary. But what happened? I'm walking alone. I'm taking a walk alone. It's a journey. And, and this is where selfish. Listen, I don't know. You're going on, um, take, let, let me get this again. I said independent spirit is going to be something we have to deal with. The last one. Okay. I think that was the last one, right? Yes. That was the last one. Um, let's just go through the, in the. Bring up the slide. Okay. Okay, then he tells you exactly. Can you just read the, the ones if you have it? Number two question. What it says there? The husband and wife agree to meet each other's most important emotional needs mm. by identifying each other's emotional needs and selecting at least five that are most important to the husband and at least five that are most important to the wife. Okay, so these are the emotional um, needs areas um, that we are dealing with. Number one, we deal with areas of affection. This is um, the areas of affection. Everybody knows what affection is. It's the small things that keep the thing and the spice and everything going. What happened is that... Because we, we become so emotional and everybody telling you, you got you to kiss her, you got to do this, you got to do all this. And we, we quick to hold hands and we quick to do all kind of stuff. And we want kiss, we want, you know, um, all the different, you know, hugs and all this other stuff. A lot of times we put um, affection and we do not have knowledge. There is no knowledge of the person, but we become attached to people without knowing them. If ever, if, if, if the first thing we're going to be doing is kissing and, you know, you know, second thing and rubbing up hand and, you know, all these other stuff and all this, it means that we are going in the wrong direction because that shouldn't be first. The first thing I need to know, I need to know you. How, how, much, how, much, how much children you have? Where do you work? You mean, I don't know these things. Long after we done thing, me name meet your mother yet, your parents or whoever. I ain't know nobody in your family. I don't even know where you live. But we done, we done jamming up down Portland there. Down the conference soon. So some of you are going to be out of a spot. Amen. Jesus. Hello. And so it is, it is going to be important. Not, not only that. Number two, sexual fulfillment. Um, and those of you who are uh, not married uh, as yet, 
those are going to be see where that goes sexual fulfillment up there but it's right under affection of gifts and little things that is necessary kind words uh, cards and you know um texts and different stuff like that and let me just tell you something here where we go wrong many times is that as couples who and people married people who live in the same house and live in the same sleep in the same bed we have, the, we have a problem where we do not remember the other person all day. Because we think that when we reach home, they're going to be home. So there's never a message, there's never a kind word, there's never I love you, there's never nothing. It is just, okay, morning, um, you know what I mean, see you later, and then good night. And those are the conversation that goes on. And you look at it and you're wondering why there is no spice in the marriage. Because what is happening, we are forgetting the simple little things. I mean, no time in the day that we, you, you, you know, me, me cross your mind that I remember. I need to just send you and say, darling, I love you. You know, I'm thinking about you. You're special. You're wonderful. You know why? And these are stuff. Not when you reach home, lie down. No, that ain't go like that because what happened, I feel value. I feel that, you know, you're, I'm a part of the whole structure system of what's going on. I'm on your mind. I know we're busy, but don't tell me that no time at all, you, you don't remember the person. Conversation, that's the same on number three. Rec, um, recre, recreational um, companionship. Um, when last have you gone out on a little date, a little drive, a little whatever? We used to do that. We used to go on the top of the hill, all over the place. One go up and down the place when I was married. Why is it that now you're married? Now the people has become furnitures. You can't go no more. You don't hold no hand. You don't see each other. Everybody driving their own vehicle. And sometimes you got to park up one. I said something, you had to park up one, you know. And say, look, today we're going to, this is going to be our liming dimension. We're going to lime. But it starts with going back to what we talked about last week. Then the other one, honesty and openness. Honesty and openness. Talk to the person. Let them know what's on your heart. If something happened in the past, then you all need to deal with it. Overcome whatever the difference is that has happened. Physical attractiveness. Come on. If you look like an old park-up car. Fix up yourself. It is not about just only being, um, you know, being, as I said, putting a, a little extra pound. But some people lost their way. There's nothing at all. You ain't look good. Just put in it, period. You ain't look good. You're not taking care of yourself. When last you brush your teeth? wash your hair. Come on, man. The thing ain't smell right. You haven't embraced it from since, my God, before Corona. And then you come talking about darling or later with me. I don't know if I lay down with you are old dog. Come on, fix up yourself. Up yourself, man. Come on. Because let me tell you something. You know, I'm going to say something here. You know. One of the things that we have, we have some threat to marriages and relationships. And me ain't going to talk to, there is some nationalities that they're telling you they're going to fix up themselves for all your man. They're going to smell good even for five minutes. I 
And me call nationality, I say some nationalities. So mean that if you come home, my God, I left you home, smell a chicken. When I go home, when I went to work, you I come back in the afternoon, you still smell a chicken and fish. I'm going because you tell your darling I was cooking and all that. No, I'm telling you, come on, you know the man coming home. Go go take a bath and freshen up and everything. And lie down on the bed and say, oh, I'm waiting here. Oh, praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Spice it up, man. My God. You go on the nighty. I left you in the nighty. I come back in the nighty. And, 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 and with your hair ban up with them kind of plastic something, look like you're going to dive. Fix up yourself. Not only that, financial support is going to be important. And, 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 and this is going to take, we're not going to deal so much with that because finance is part of the three trouble, um, troubleshoot areas. Um, and I'm not going to spend much time with that. Domestic support, that is going to be important. It means that around the house, the man has to help. We are part of the vision. We're part of the whole stuff. And also the woman has to help. It's a teamwork, um, working together. Yes, sometimes one will do more according to time and commitment levels and whatever. But there must be times where you got to wake up and say, Lord, final, when last have you even washed the dishes? When last have you done something? Like me, I really don't like washing. I don't like them washing stuff. So you ain't going to find me by the machine there. Unless it might be accident. Because let me tell you something. Me washing the mansion, I ain't gonna tell anybody. Um, me ain't not born no starting out no color. <laughs> My area of washing, all were dirty, choy. <laughs> I sorry, um, hello, and 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 that is going to be a problem over here because you had to go them by color and all the different coding and all the different stuff, okay. Well, I tell somebody, well, I, I thank God, you know what I mean? I wasn't maybe home them time there. My mother didn't teach me that part. Uh, maybe I didn't want to learn either. You understand me? But um, with washing, you won't find me by that because it will be problems. And another thing too is that when you're hanging out the clothes, there are some guys who are good with that. When you're hanging out the clothes, Lord, Lord, you have to know how to put the clothes them. You understand me? You can't put an underpants, then a short, then a something. You can't come on. <laughs> what is it? Hello, man. Hello, man. Uh, come on, fellas, man. We got to learn a few things. It can't be an underpants, then a panty, then a short, then a long pants, then back to panty, then all the... What, what, what kind of thing this year? Sort out the thing, them. Get all the panty, them. Put all the panty, them in one. Put all the underpants, them. What this be a fight? And some men ain't learning. So this ain't just about lovey, lovey. It's just some other details that we have to learn. We got to learn. The same way when we're when we picking up the clothes. We got to do the same thing. And that, no, no, no. That is not the thing that's frustrating. The thing that is frustrating is that we, especially us as men, we go out to pick up the clothes and we leave the clothes pin them and at the line. I 
and hear you. Oh, we leave them out there for with next time you're going to hang out. No, you have to understand the reason why you don't leave them out. Because when you leave them out there, the flies them go on top of the thing and mess on the... And, uh, hello, ladies, I... You, you understand me? And when you, when you leave them out, they, they flies mess on the thing. And when you pin the clothes them, they mess up your whites. And you got to go wash your again. Make the ladies' job more difficult. And I hope that we are learning. So this, this ain't no, look how we no reach yet. You know, no, no, quick to go in the bush and quick, not all them kind of stuff. Them things will come. Learn. Find out what we are dealing with. There's some people ain't care. They will dive over. They don't care about nothing. If that's the kind of person you're dealing with, you understand me? Some people actually dress off the bed. <laughs> All the clothes pile up on the bed. And they pick out a shot when they want it. They pick out a dress when they want it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, one of the things, right? Even with college life and some people going to college and different stuff like that, they tell you that is sometimes the way that they live. You understand me? And I could say the same thing. In my area before, just before marriage, when I was living in my own little apartment downstairs, my own little area, me and I worry about now falling up no clothes. The thing that used to be right, the part of the bed, you understand me? Whether I want, whatever. But it was not, it was not the right thing to do. Because when now you get married, you can't carry on that kind of behavior. And so let's go back to the, the last one I want to share with you. Um, not only it is um, domestic family commitment. How much time are you spending the family? It's not just about bringing in money. The biggest thing is spending time with the family. What family time does you, does it, does you have? What time does the family spend together? With each other, you can't be all busy, up and down, and then no time. Otherwise, what is going to happen? There is going to be a void in each person's heart that we're not spending the quality time. Remember, when we were getting in, we found the time. We found that same time now that you say you don't have. We found the time to spend with each other. Family commitment is going to be very important. The last one is admiration. Okay? Admiration, and this deals with the areas of your words, your, your affirmation, your support, you know, how you speak to the person, and all the different stuff. And let me just say something. Listen, those of you younger people and um, who are going to be coming after, let me tell you something. You are not to be coming and going into marriage and have no problem in it. You know why? You're getting the information now. Sit down. You understand me? Don't worry about the world and who want to drive fast. Who does drive fast, does get in an accident and end up dying. Take time out to know people, to appreciate, to build what? Friendship. Because you want something that lasts. Let me tell you something. In other words, I am looking for a partner for life. I'm looking for, let's say this again. I'm looking for a partner for life. And in order for me to get that partner for life, I need to check myself into a university called life. Okay, so we're going to run through the last part quickly. 
creating a plan to help form the new habits that will meet these five needs. Evaluating the success of the plan, creating a new plan if the first is unsuccessful. Learning to meet new emotional needs if the spouse replaces any of the original five with new needs. So you must understand needs change according to the times, okay? So today, your need might be I need your support domestically. Maybe next week it might be something else. I need your, um, the need might be or oh, I need uh, more admiration. So the needs change accordingly. The needs does not stay the same all the time. So you, you have to check that. The husband and wife agree to give undivided attention to each other a minimum 15 hours each week, meeting some of each other's most important marital needs by ensuring privacy Planning time together that does not include children, relatives, or friends so that undivided attention is maximized. Let me say that again. Ensuring privacy. Planning time together that does not include the children, relatives, or friends. I have to say that for mine because wherever we go, they want to go. So we have to plan times where they're not included. I want to ask us where we're going. Like them at the bus. Using the time to meet the needs of affection, sexual fulfillment, conversation, and recreational companionship. You know, recreational companionship. What the other person likes to do, you go along. Um, I know with COVID now, things kind of thing, but it... For example, if they like football, even though that might not be your thing, now and again you go with the person, you go with the husky, or you go with the wifey, right? Right. And whatever the other person, it, don't, it doesn't matter if you don't like it. The thing is that we're going to do something together. And what the other person likes, it cannot be always what you like. It has, there has to be a balance. Right, so um, the other person like fishing, even if you don't like it, you can't stand it, but because we want to be together, we need to do something together, we take the time and you go fishing with the hussy. Right, and whatever the, the wife likes, loves to do, whatever is shopping, whether if you don't like it or not, you take that time and you do it. And we're not saying it's every week you need to do it, but there must be time for that. Choosing a number of hours that reflect the quality of marriage. 15 hours each week um, if the marriage is mutually satisfying and more time if marital dissatisfaction is reported by either spouse. Right? So spending time, and all I'm getting here is spending time together is important. Because when you are was sort of why you say dating and quoting, you always used to be together. You see one, you see the other. So when you're married, why is that, does that change? So you don't get the person accustomed to seeing you all the time, to go, always going out, always this, and when you get married, now you stop everything. It can't work, so. You have to continue the thing. So if you know you can't maintain, don't start where you can't. Continue. 
We're always there. We're always going up and down the toilet. We're always going for a drive. We're always doing this. And once now you get what you're looking for because you're hunting, and once you don't get it, did all of that stop? No. You have to continue the thing. Scheduling the time together in advance of each week and keeping a permanent record to the time actually spent. And this is the agreement. Okay? It's being made under and will be governed by the laws of the state of. In witness thereof. And so you put your names and you sign and you, you promise to do these things. And this is to help you, to keep you on track, to do things Right, so to be mindful of the other person because we have this thing where we take for granted what we have, you know. We take for granted what we have. And we see now and we are realizing life is short. This ain't no time to take for granted what you have. Appreciate who you have in your life. Appreciate who you have in your life. Because life happens. Life happens, so learn to appreciate who you have in your life now. Appreciate them. Amen? Okay, good. And we always want to say happy birthday to those who are celebrating today. And I know they're going to give you um, your greetings um, later. But I want, to, um, I want to really just encourage all of us to pay keen attention to um, relationship. It takes time, and we need to develop these things. I want to thank you all for um, listening to us today. I press strength upon our marriages. Remember, as we are reporting to you, we are not here just reporting. We are here also receiving of the information for ourselves because we want to improve. We want to make sure that we uh, make it unto the end. So this is makeover. We want to thank you so much. And we pray strength. We pray God's strength upon you and your family even right now in the name of Jesus. Where you need to look at, this is not the time for us to be frustrated, but to really sit down with each other and go through and explain and bring forth the point, the part of, um, you know, recovery and the makeover that is needed. May God continue to bless you today. If you are um, there and you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, we encourage you to do that because that is very much important. Amen. Because marriage is really only for this life. But there is a covenant that needs to be established between you and God, which lasts forever and ever. I want you to have the best in this life and the best in the life to come. That was the full length of a message for September to Remember from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church in St. Kitts. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.